person in this church. He said, I see well-oiled machinery. He said, the water of the river of life and the Holy Spirit oil are going to mix. He says, there's coming good, fresh, new wine, manifestations of drunkenness, newness, the oil and the wine. Now, here's what got me. He said, there's an anointing and refreshing coming and a new prosperity to you. And he said, tell them this. He said, they haven't seen their greatest days yet. Hallelujah. So that is cool. So um, I was thinking about that statement you said about the people that some people can't drive. And I, always, I just love the one that's the guy that said, <clears throat> when, I wanna, when I die, I want to die peacefully in my sleep like Grandpa did. Not like all the screaming passengers in his car. <clears throat> so, <laughs> so um, the, uh, we're going to talk just, you know, whatever, on innocence and receptivity. What's that? Oh, you got that? I got it written down if you don't. Blessed assurance. pastored in Attica, New York, and I played this auto harp for years, and anyway, it's real simple to play, but uh, I said when I, he was battling depression and battling struggles, and I said, you ought to get one of these, and because when you get it home and you're just alone, just worship the Lord, that worship will cause problems to go. <laughs> so it did for him. He said the depression lift, the heaviness lifted, and so when people would come into his office for counseling and say, we've got marriage problems, he said, you need to get an auto harp. We've got financial problems, you need to get an auto harp. Because that was his answer. Because, you know, God is not looking for worship. He's looking for worshipers. Holy, holy.
compressed at the same time. The only exception is country western. Uh, but, uh, <clears throat> so, I've really prayed a lot about this meeting, and the, and the, the scripture uh, God has given me is in 1 Corinthians, but it's about, I just want to talk about innocence and receptivity. God is talking all the time. He's expressing himself all the time. Uh, and 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, verse 18 says, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Now here's God's attitude. For it is written, God says, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. I will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has God not made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached. He called, God says, preaching is foolishness. To save those who believe. For the Jews request a sign, the Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. To the Jews a stumbling block, to the Greeks foolishness, but to those who are both Jews and Greeks, Greeks Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men. The weakness of God is stronger than men. Now, it's interesting because there's something about God that he demands innocence. He demands receptivity. And it's amazing how he's just chosen that. Because God, it's, I'm pretty sure he's smarter than all of us. And he, he delights in hiding these things from the know-it-alls, from the arrogant, from the... And so he ends up this scripture, he's saying, For you see your calling, brother, that not many are wise according to the flesh. I ask pastors all the time, how many brain surgeons are in your, in your, service, in your church? Nobody. So in, in other words, we've been qualified by God because most churches I go to, and I've been to thousands, I suppose, there's not that many great, successful people in church, because most of us are real needy people. But he says, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things that are mighty and the base things of the world and the things which are despised. God has chosen and the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are so that no flesh could glory in his presence. Wow. So in other words, God loves to be dependent on. And there's really no substitute for that because we have to live with innocence. It says here uh, in, in, you all know, Luke 10, the 70 returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Jesus makes this comment. He said, well, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. And behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that you have power over demons. Rejoice that your name is written in heaven. Then it says something interesting, and it says, In that hour Jesus rejoiced in the Spirit. The word rejoice is agalia, -E -E 
And it means to jump for joy. In other words, Jesus was so excited about this truth that it, it's, the, the, the word here, he not only jumped for joy, but he kind of danced, he kind of spun. And he said, thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to the babes or to the innocent. So what happened in the Garden of Eden? As soon as they ate the fruit, when she said, when, when she saw that the, the food was good to look upon, desirable to make one wise, she ate of it and her wimpy husband with her ate it. And it says that immediately their eyes were opened and they knew they were naked. And God comes through the garden, Adam, where are you? And Adam, you, the first thing that sin does, it makes you stupid because you think you can hide from God behind a tree. And so Adam's hiding behind a tree. And, and Adam says these words, I was afraid because I was naked. And interesting what God says, who told you you were naked? Because before the fall, there was no such thing as good or evil. There was just God. And we're dependent on God. But at that point, their eyes are open and they begin to see, but they see in distortion. It's like they got these Coke bottle glasses. Who told you you were naked? In other words, Lord, I'm depressed. And he says, who told you you were depressed? Because I didn't give you that information. You're, that information did not come from me. It came from the enemy. So God always challenges you when you're dwelling on something. Who gave you that information? You ever thought about this? There's really only two emotions on the earth. There's fear and there's love. It simplifies it. You're, either you're moving in fear or you're moving in love. If you're in fear, you're full of anxiety, you're full of worry, you're full of stress, but it's fear. If you're moving in love, you have peace, you have confidence, you have joy, but it's really love or fear, one or the other. That's the simplicity of it. So Elijah killed all 450 prophets of Baal, and he was in love. He was loving the kingdom of God. He was like draining the swamp. He was, he was killing the liars and... He was moving in love. And then Jezebel said, you're, you're going to be like one of those people you killed by 24 hours from now. And he ran for his life, but he ran responding in fear, saying, I'm alone left. There's no one else. So it simplified my life to think everything I do, every time I'm going through emotions, is this love or is this fear? And it, 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 just, it just simplifies so much. And so... Uh, the Bible says in 1 John 4, love has been perfected among us in this, that we, have that we may have boldness. Why can you have boldness? Because I've been forgiven. Luke, Hebrews 10 says uh, that your sins and your lawless deeds I will remember no more. Therefore, come boldly. How can you be bold? Because you know God has made a decision to forget your past. And speaking of God's using the, the most odd things and how he's challenged by the, he, his foolishness is smarter than men. I think God just loves to bless the innocent because churches are, we should, we're, we're the innocent people. We're here to receive. We don't know it all. We, we can't. And in fact, a friend of mine years ago, he made this comment. He had kind of a dry sense of humor. And he said, yeah, the devil can't do much with humility. <laughs> and that's always stuck with me. Yeah. If you want God to use you, if, let me put it this way. If you get on the elevator, on God's elevator, if you want to go up, push the down button. 
Wow. So uh, it's interesting because we hear this scripture, the joy to the world music this morning. The, we hear the scripture about Christmas in, in Luke chapter 2. God is getting ready to change the world forever, forever. And he is getting ready to make the birth announcement of the yes. century, of the, all centuries. And he has made a decision to kill the rift between God and man. And he's got a decision. He's bringing a child into the world. Joy to the world, for the Lord has come. How does he make his birth announcement? He goes to, appears to a group of shepherds in a field. And these are not old men. Most of, most of the shepherds are male or female, about 12, 13 years old. And they're out there watching sheep. And all of a sudden, an angel appears, one angel, and says, Behold, I bring you glad tidings of great joy. For unto you this day shall be a, a, is born a, a child, and he, he's uh, about nine miles away, I think it said. For, and it says, he told this to these kids. Now, isn't that just like God? He doesn't, wow. he doesn't do it at City Hall. He doesn't do it in some big drama. He, he, he tells it to a bunch of kids who made a nine-mile walk in and found the babe, just like he said, lying in a manger. And it said, after this one angel made this announcement, behold, I bring you glad tidings of great joy. It said all of a sudden in Luke chapter 2, it said there was a host, a multitude of angels. And they were singing glory in the God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Every, society has changed forever. The world has changed forever. But it started because God doesn't like the smart, the know-it-alls. So he tells it to a bunch of kids. I asked the Lord once, why did you let your son be born in a dirty manger? And he spoke to me, every time I'm birthed in a human heart, I'm birthed in a dirty place. And so we serve this God who, who he loves innocence. He hates pride. He hates arrogance. He hates the, the, the wisdom of men. He said, it's just pitiful. But he wants to reveal himself. And this is the Holy Spirit. Every day he's talking to you. And he's revealing himself to you. Give us this day our daily bread. And so, and even lifting our hands, I, I was thinking about a lady in our church years ago. She said, Lord, why do we lift our hands in church? And he said, when you lift your hands, you lift your heart. And I love lifting hands because it's like an act of receiving. Here I am, Lord. Pour it in. A friend of mine, we were in Florida. We'd been to some conference down there, and we were out there and standing out there talking, and all of a sudden we see the Big Dipper and the Little Dipper. And my friend said something profound. He said, isn't that just like God? He's always trying to pour out that Big Dipper. He's always trying to pour out into us. And so to be receptive, that God wants, to, wants us to receive, he's always telling us to receive. John chapter one says, he was in the world. He, he came into his own and his own received him. But as many as did receive him, he gave them the power to become the sons of God. So I've learned this. We don't have anything to give anyone unless we first received it from God. So our part is not to try to perform for God. Our part is to be receptive. 
to be innocent. Wow. I'm going to ask you not to interrupt me with joyful shouting until I get done here. In, in, in Matthew 18, he said, Jesus, they said, who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus grabs the little child, sets it in the midst of them, and he says, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become like little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So in the garden again, after they sinned, who told you you were naked? What was their response? Adam said, the woman who you gave me, she gave me of the tree and I ate. So in other words, this is where all victim is. You know, so many people are victims. The world did this to me. This happened to me. You got to choose not to be a victim because it all started in the garden. And so he didn't just blame the woman. He blamed God. You're the one that gave her to me. What were you thinking? You know, and she gave it to me and I ate. And then the woman said, well, uh, the serpent deceived me and I ate. But it's always a blame game. One scripture I love is, and you know, to me, when I pray, the first thing I do is I plead guilty. Every time I plead guilty. And that saves 20 minutes right off. And, and so I love the Lamentations 3. It says, the faithful love of God never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. So I say to you, if you've had a bad day, the best thing to do is go to bed. Because tomorrow morning, you're going to get a whole new set of brand new mercies. And somebody, a friend of mine, had studied that out. And he said, those mercies literally are brand new. They're, they're not some recyclable. They're, they're like a new expression of mercy every single day. That's how much God loves us. And he's made us worthy. I love the fact in Colossians 1.12, he says, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in life. In other words, we didn't have a thing to do with it, but we're qualified. We're not super smart. We're not superstars. We're just, we're just innocent. We're like children. And God loves the innocence of a child. Wow. I was in a meeting in South Dakota, Rapid City, South Dakota, and I don't get this very often, but, but I'm standing right before I get up. They're getting ready to introduce me and I hear the Lord say the name Sharon, just as clear. And I knew what it meant. And I, there was 300 men. They all had cowboy hats. I, I was the only one without a cowboy hat because I look like a nerd in one. But, uh, but I'm speaking to all these 300 men. It's a men's retreat. Every chair is full. And I, after I preached a little bit, I said, there's a man here. Your wife's name is Sharon. And she has a critical need. Where are you at? Who's, who's wife? And so I thought, well, they didn't hear. So I, I repeated it. Who's a man here? Your wife's name is Sharon. And she has a tremendous need. No response. And so I was thinking, I'm so glad I have a round trip ticket. And uh, I, I just, but anyway, after the meeting, and there was a wonderful, one guy had arthritis in his hand that night and it was healed. It was just, it was just a severe, severe arthritis, but he got healed. It was really wonderful. But after the meeting, we're praying for people, talking to people, and this guy comes up, and he said, could I talk to you a minute? And I said, sure. And he said, I just want you to know that my wife's name is Sharon. 
And I said, what's wrong with her? He said, she's only 40 years old, but she has severe, severe pain in her hip and her body. And he said, she can't get relief. And I said, why didn't you raise your hand? Why didn't you come up? And he says, I don't know. He said, I'm a pretty self-absorbed person. I said, well, yeah. And, and, and I prayed with him for his wife, but I, I hope it happened. But if he would have responded when the Holy Spirit said respond, I would be guaranteed, saying that healing is guaranteed. But I think how many times does God move in our lives? He's so present. We were driving down Interstate 65 and Melody said something. I don't know why we brought up. She said something about Hyundai cars. And she, right as she said it, I said, well, there's the Hyundai factory. And she kind of like, isn't that amazing? How God does stuff like that all the time. And then we were driving down 150 and she said something about a Subaru. And I said, there's the Subaru dealership right exactly as we drove by it. And it, the Lord, there's a guy that wrote a book called God Winks. And they, there's these wonderful winks God gives us all along saying that he's involved in us. He wants to be involved. He wants to be intertwined. We went, uh, eight of us preachers in Kansas City went to Romania a few years ago. And four of us were single. Four of them were married. And the young, innocent Pure, pure as a driven snow, little young pastor. He just so innocent. He says, I want to pray for you guys that are single, that God will give you a wife. And it was a real simple prayer, just a nice prayer. And so we all went back to the United States and, and we'd worked on an orphanage over there for a week or two and everything. But anyway, we all came back to the United States. And two years later, a friend of mine that was there came and he says, did you notice that all four of the single guys are now married? And it was just, it was so, it was just so easy or something. Not getting married. But no, it was, but it, it just happened. And the, the issue is we almost didn't notice. We almost didn't give God credit because God fulfilled that little innocent prayer to the T. And one, one of the guys had been single for 21 years, another guy forever, but all four we're married within two years because he prayed this prayer. And so God loves to reveal himself. God loves to, God loves to, but he, he, he hides things from the know-it-all and, and so forth. And so we, there's a beautiful thing about, this is how Christians operate. He said the carnal mind, he said you got to live by the spirit or the flesh. He said if you live by the flesh, you have a carnal mind. The word carnal is S-A-R-X, Greek word, which means meat. So if you live by the carnal mind, if you live by the meat mind or meathead, you are, you are functioning, you are functioning out of here. And, and God says it's offensive. He said the carnal mind is enmity. It's hostility. God's not against the mind. He has a very big one himself, but he's, he's against the carnality that, that we refuse to see the spiritual side of things. Wow. His, his intention is to rescue us Again, John 1, 10, he was in the world and the world was made through him. The world did not know him. He came to his own and his own did not receive him. But as many as did receive him, they got the power to become the sons of God. So think about it. If you're not receiving, you're not becoming. Because this life is a classroom. I believe we are to, we are to always be receiving. Every day, God's trying to talk to you. He's trying to give you a message. He's trying to let you know he's, he's near.
He, he's, uh, you know, the Bible says, he who has begun a good work in you will perform it. So till the day of Jesus Christ. So the Holy Spirit is committed to you. Yay. We're not just committed to him. He's committed to us to, to bring about the thing. I remember I was asking the Holy Spirit 10 years ago. I was I had an IRA and they were trying to give me counsel what to buy for the IRA. And so I woke up at four in the morning and the Lord, the Holy Spirit just said, buy Amazon. And I woke up with that. And so strongly, I got the Wall Street Journal. I looked up the stock Amazon and it was one hundred and forty eight dollars a share. And I said, there's no way I'm going to spend that kind of money. I don't like high, high price stocks. And I aborted it. The Holy Spirit gave it to me on a silver platter. But I started thinking, the carnal mind, I said, well, that's a lot of money for a stock. It's now a little under $2,000 a share. And I, but it was like the Holy Spirit knew it. I asked him for wisdom, and he gave me the wisdom, but I aborted it. It's amazing how many abortions there are in Scripture, because God wanted to do something. One of them that's really cool, and I'll bring out here real quickly, is it's in uh, Luke chapter... Uh, Good grief, I didn't write it down. But anyway, it's, I think it's chapter 5. It said, it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Did you find the exact verse? I think it's 517. The power of the Lord was present to heal them, Luke 517. So do you hear what it's saying? Now notice, there were Pharisees and teachers of the law who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. So can you see God? For some reason, God and Jesus had said, let's heal some Pharisees today. Let, let's heal some scribes. These people, he, was, he had such a disdain for their attitude. But let's heal some Pharisees today. And so... The power of the Lord is present to heal Pharisees. And it says that all of a sudden there was this man who was paraplegic. And he had some friends who got him up on the roof and lowered him down. And Jesus says to the guy, your sins are forgiven you. And they begin to question, who does he think he is, that he would forgive sins? Only God can forgive sins. And he mocked him. He said, what's easier to say, your sins are forgiven or get up and walk? And the man was healed immediately. But no scribe or Pharisee was healed that day, even though the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Do you see what I'm saying? God's always trying to get us to receive daily. Through, he, you don't know who will be a mouthpiece, who will come up to you and say something that's just right out of heaven. But so many times we miss it because it doesn't fit our little tiny framework. But to me, every day we should be having experiences like that. And what we've learned to do is notice. I told you how we bought a condo. I told you this, I think, one of the times. But I, we bought a condo. And it was a fixer-upper. And so we bought it real reasonable. And we're going to fix it up. And I'd seen them do it on television. It usually takes about 45 minutes. And... and uh, <laughs> The, the, uh, the, 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 so we finally got it done after two and a half years and we decorated, painted every square inch, did everything. 
we found a funky piece of furniture, like a thing to set. We just, it just kind of real heavy. So Melody went up to get it, and three men helped her get it in the back of the SUV. There was a half an inch to spare on each side. And we'd been acknowledging God. We just said, God, you're in charge. You order our steps. And the Bible says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. And then he'll direct your path. So, Lord, we don't know how to unload a piece of furniture, so we acknowledge you. So she backs up. She called me, and she said, I'm two minutes away. I walk out there and say, well, Lord, we acknowledge you this morning. We, we give you, we look at you. And she backs up, and I open the back hatch. And all of a sudden, this great big burly man comes out of nowhere. He walks up. He says, sir, did you need help with that? I said, yes. And I said, if you just grab one. And he said, no, get, get, get back. Let me do it. And he just grabbed that thing and put it somewhere. He had a cart. He set it on a cart. He took it up the fourth floor in the condo. And he said, puts it right where we want it. And then he said, would there be anything else? I said, no, that, that about covers it. And I've never seen the man since. Never saw him before or since. But we've had so many experiences like that. The Holy Spirit wants to be involved in our lives, but he wants us to receive. I had a friend call me one day, and I'd been real busy working on a book, real busy with scheduling, all this stuff. And he called me from Waco, Texas, and he says, I don't know him real well, but just know him a little bit. He said, Steve, my wife and I were praying this morning, and the Lord gave us a word for you. And he said, do you want to, will you receive it? And I said, well, I'm not sure. No, no, I just, okay. And he just says, he just said, well, it's real easy. It's real simple. But he said, the Lord told me and my wife to tell you he misses you. Here I am busy with ministry stuff, busy with schedule stuff, busy writing books, and the Holy Spirit's attitude, I miss you. Because in his mind, my, our prior, his priority is that I'm spending time with him. I'm paying attention and I'm listening. So you can't afford not to spend time with God. You ever think about it? No one, no one can spend time with God for you. By the way, I had this thought. I don't think it's from God, but I had this thought of, you know how you have, you have massaging places. You come in and get a massage. They have businesses. You can go in and get a massage. I thought about opening a franchise of of back scratching like you would just come and you just go in there and pay just say I'd like my back scratch please and uh, I don't know. probably not from God I didn't think but think about Mary and Martha the son of God is in the house he comes by to have a meal with them and it says she Martha's in the kitchen and she's preparing and preparing and he's in she says to these words to the Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? Interesting when people get mad, they're not just mad at the person, they're mad at God. Be a good savior for a change and tell my sister to get in here and help. I've learned something. Don't ever, if you're upset with somebody, don't take them to Jesus because he'll let them go. And so... Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. This is the most amazing statement in the Bible. One thing is needed. How many think we're so involved with so many things, thousands of things, 
But really, only one, God's attitude, only one thing's needed. Mary has chosen the good part, and it will not be taken from her. So the bottom line is, because I think of people who have accumulated a lot, and they've just accumulated, but the Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 6, you definitely don't take it with you. You definitely don't take it with you. So it's amazing whether you accumulate or not or you don't accumulate anything. Either way, you're not taking anything with you. Some guy told the farmer, you know, you need to buy this TV, you know. You might as well, you know, you can't, you can't take your money with you. And he said, well, I can't take the TV either. So um, anyway, um, this Holy Spirit is amazing. And he, you know, I, I, I've quoted this from somebody, I can't remember who, but he said, the most insidious lie that we can believe about God is that he is somehow against us. It's the very same lies that planted seeds of doubt in Eve's spirit in the Garden of Eden. We've doubted God's goodness ever since. He said in 1 Timothy, lift up, I would that men everywhere would lift up holy hands without doubting. So this wonderful Holy Spirit wants us to be innocent, receptive, like a little child all the time. And so we don't have anything to give anybody except God gave it to us. What did Jesus say? Matthew 10, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Then I love this, freely as you have received, freely give. You can't do it unless you receive it from him first. Wow. James 1 if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who will give to all liberally and he won't be mad about it. But if he's going to ask, let him ask in faith without doubting because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let that mind, man not, let that, not that man suppose he will receive anything from the Lord because he's double-minded, unstable in all his ways. You know what double-minded is? It's a man with two minds. One mind says, I believe God. I believe God wants to talk to me. I believe God wants to show this to me. But another mind says, yeah, but I'm not worthy. I feel like a failure. I haven't prayed enough. I haven't read the Bible enough. I haven't witnessed enough. Those are That's double-minded. So when you come to God, you've got to be convinced. God's good. And he loves me. And so there's many, many scriptures about receiving. Think about the moon. The moon is beautiful. So you ever watch, look at the moon? But the moon has no light of its own. It, the only light a moon ha the moon has is a reflection of the sun. We don't have any light except it's, we're reflecting the sun. I was in a meeting one night in Birmingham and 20 people, maybe 25, I got up to speak. And as I'm getting up to speak, I heard the Lord, I want you to pray for somebody who's 49 years old. No one raised their hand. I said, yeah, there's someone here 49 years old. No one raised their hand. So I thought, well, God has a word for you, but you're missing it. A guy came up to the leader later and he said, I'm 49. He's an orthopedic surgeon. He said, I'm 49, but I didn't want anyone here to know I'm 49. And he missed the opportunity. Jesus sat on the hillside in Jerusalem. This is probably months after his ministry. What does he say? He said, oh, Jerusalem, 
Jerusalem, I would love to gather you to myself like a mother hen gathers her chicks, but you were not willing. You wouldn't receive. And he says, therefore, you're not going to receive again until, you know, you, you repent of that and so forth. So anyway, what are we, you know, here real quick, what keeps us from receiving? Unworthiness, shame, condemnation, pride, self-sufficiency. You ever want to pray for somebody? Oh, I'll, I'll be all right. Why don't, why don't you walk then instead of crawling? You know, uh, but, but it's amazing how all these things can rob us. Self-sufficiency, pride, ego. But all the point is, the point is God is trying to pour into our lives. False humility. Well, how many have heard of that one? Wrong thinking. God's too busy. God gave me this. Have you ever heard that one? God gave me this sickness. He's trying to teach me something. If you do that to your kids, you'd be arrested for child abuse. Distractions. Lack of understanding of God's love. Feel we have to do something to deserve it. Fear. If I give myself to the Lord, my life will change. You got will for the better. Melody and I, or she has these cousins that, husband and wife, that were going to come to our meeting. Pre I was preaching in Farmington, Missouri, near where they live. And we were so excited. We both knew if they would come, they would get saved. So they're excited. They promised to come. They drive toward our meeting to hear the gospel. And their grandkids, who they have not talked to for Five years called them and said we're coming over to your house tonight and they turned the car around and drove back home guess who moved on those grandkids you know could it be the devil but anyway God is trying to get you to receive the devil's trying to get you to not receive you know you ever thought about it the God and God and the devil are both looking for the same thing they're both looking for agreement God wants you to agree with him. The devil wants you to agree with him. But God wants... So what are we receiving? Well, we're receiving salvation. We're receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Healing, guidance, purpose, strength, freedom. We're just receiving. He said in Hebrews 12, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken. Wow. So anyway... I think you get the point. But I just, I go back to God and say, God, just let me be innocent. Let me just be pure. The, what does he say? He doesn't say be stupid. He said, be wise as serpents, but innocent as doves. So you can be sharp and smart, but you're saying, but I'm going to listen to the Holy Spirit and, and so forth. Psalm 32, he says, I'll instruct you and teach you in the ways you go. I will guide you with my eye. Do not be like the horse or mule, which have no understanding, which must be harnessed with bit and bridle or else they won't come near you. I like what David said when they're ready to kill David, you know, uh, not David, but uh, Stephen. Hard name to remember. Uh, <laughs> you stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit just like your fathers did. So do you. Which of, your, which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? And they killed those who foretold the coming of the just one, of whom you now have become betrayers and murderers, 
who have received the law by direction of angels and yet have not kept it. I want to read it from the message. Stephen talking to the guys right before they killed him. And you continue so bullheaded, calluses on your hearts, flaps on your ears, deliberately ignoring the Holy Spirit. You're just like your ancestors. Was there ever a prophet who didn't get the same treatment? Your ancestors killed anyone who dared talk about the coming of the just one. And you've kept up the family tradition, traitors and murderers, all of you. You had God's law handed to you by angels, gift wrapped, and you squandered it. You know what? I think every day there's silver platter healings. There's silver platter things that God just gives to us. And what we've learned to do, and we're still learning, we've learned to notice it, observe it. When somebody, you just won't realize how many times God brings somebody across your path for that day. Sometimes I think, I just need a bottle of water. Somebody just hand me a bottle of water. It's just like constantly the Lord is really involved in our life. But you've got to be innocent like a little child. Sharp as a snake, but innocent as a child. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. So, <sighs> I'll say it again. God is committed to you for you to receive. The devil is committed that you won't receive. Interesting. Hallelujah. My friend had a guy in his church, and one morning, Sunday morning, he comes up to the pastor and he says, My wife and I, we have two little children. Our, our van is broke down. The engine blew. My friend, the pastor, says, Well, let's pray about that. And they just like Anderson, let's pray about it. And, they, and he stood up before the church and told them the situation. This couple, they have a family and their van is blown up. A guy stands up. He's a visitor. And he has, he said, I am here this morning as a visitor, but I have $3,500 in my pocket. And I felt like God told me I'm to help somebody buy a car. They all rejoiced. The next day they went out and found a, SUV with low miles and it looked like brand new but it was several years old but it was just perfect and so the pastor comes to the guy a couple days later because everybody's been rejoicing and he says how are you enjoying the SUV he said well the dome light doesn't work and uh, my friend the pastor said you know I felt like killing him because it is so bad because how many times does God do things and if you want your life to change forever, just start being thankful. Hallelujah. When people aren't thankful, because how many of you ever done this? You send a graduation gift. How many know you most of the time you won't get a thank you, won't get an acknowledgement, won't get a text, won't get an email? And it makes you want to say, next time you graduate, I'm going to say, Good luck, you know. But you know, you know, but God loves to be acknowledged. He loves to be thanked. He loves to be appreciated. And I'm just challenging you today. Be like a little child. Little children are grateful. And they're innocent. Hallelujah. So I don't know, but I felt like there's somebody dealing with grief here this morning. Some kind of grief. I don't know what happened, but I know God's gonna comfort you. I don't know what this this is about, but uh the Lord's going to take care of it. So he's going to comfort your heart. And we just receive from the Lord. Hallelujah. 
So let's, do, let's just lift our hands to the Lord. Lord, we do worship you. We exalt you. We exalt your name. And Lord, as we lift our hands, we are saying we want to be receivers. We want to receive, receive, receive from you. Lord, don't let us miss it. Lord, let us live 24-7 in a way that we're realizing you're always trying to download to us. You're always trying to give us insight. You're always trying to provide. And many times we're guilty of aborting it. So, Lord, we just ask you through the name of Jesus, through the blood of Jesus, not only to forgive us, but just make us aware. We pray in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and I just want to agree. I agree with my friend that prayed for you guys at church, but I just agree with you guys today because uh, the, the phrase I've been hearing for is like there's no slipping and sliding. God is going to bring about what he said he's going to bring about. And Lord, we just thank you right now. We thank you for the destiny of River Church. We thank you, Lord, for all these people here that you said you have a major purpose for every person, oh God. Oh my. And Lord, we thank you for guidance. We thank you for guidance. The th feeling of my spirit is things are getting ready to change. And guidance is going to be like a bright light. And God is going before you. And I just feel this in my spirit that you've graduated. Like you've been through many testings and you've been through many processes. But the Holy Spirit's attitude is you pass the test. You've graduated. You're, you're getting ready to be promoted. And I just hear this, that there will not, the enemy will not be able to hinder. He will not be able to hinder what God is getting ready to do. So, Lord, and we thank you, Lord, for this word about prosperity, that it'll touch every person. And, Lord, that it'll, it'll go beyond. Uh, because I see, like, uh, the word of the Lord coming here, and it's, it's reaching more people. It's touching more lives. It's having much greater effect than you realize. And this is going to happen. And the enemy will not be able to hinder it. That's what I feel so strongly. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You know, I was talking to this friend one day, and he had another friend that is a pastor in Bloomington, Indiana. And we're just talking on the phone. And he and this guy are just close. And I didn't, we're just in conversation, but I just say to him, God's getting ready to remove that friend from your life. Not in a bad way, but he's just going to be, and these guys just, they're just so close. A few weeks later, this guy calls him and he says, they've offered to me a, a pastor of a huge church in Canada. And I feel I'm to take it. And it was just like, just like the Holy Spirit said, but the Holy Spirit just gives information. He doesn't, he doesn't hide things from us. He tells us things. And so... It's all good, you know. It's just, uh, it's just cool. Hallelujah. Yay. yay, yay, yay. Hallelujah. Don't you appreciate the Holy Spirit? Because I believe He's imparting Himself here to us today that there's a, I believe there's a change in every person's life that is going to happen because of today. And I'm just, I'm nobody, but I'm here. I believe I'm here by the, sent by the Holy Spirit to, to give that, and uh, my friend agreed that he's, he sees just a big download of the Holy Spirit here today. So let me just pray with a few of you, and we'll just uh, let the Lord do the rest. 
Why don't you let me pray for you for a second? Yeah, just what is your name? Madison. Ma Madison. Madison. I love it. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we just agree with Madison today. We agree yes. for the, the power of your spirit in her life. We just the power of, boy, do I see the, I see one word, direction. Mm -hmm. Lord, we thank you for amazing direction for Madison. We thank you, God. And, you know, I see you like that widow that the Lord provided for. And he went out of his way to provide. And I see that with you, God. God's going to do some amazing things about how he provides for you. And he has been faithful to you, Madison. He has been faithful to you. But there's a, there's a stretching. And I just feel this today. Get ready to be stretched that you'll have more room to receive. So thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Sometimes we get gossiped about. We get talked about. And, you know, the scripture, God is good because a lot of times he doesn't let us hear it. <laughs> you know, he just hides it from us. But there is a way that you're, you're, you're going to be ungarnished in your reputation. There will, that nothing will stick of the enemy trying to put on you. And because of that, there's going to be more favor. There's going to be more influence flowing through you. That more uh, people, even family members, people that are acquainted with you, related to you, you're going to see, even this year, amazing changes in their lives. The Lord bringing change. So God, we thank you for that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I feel this about no more, no more down days, no more these roller coaster things because you're going to see God. He has you in a new dimension, in a new realm, and you're just having fun. Hallelujah. Having fun. Having fun. Till the daddy took the T-bird away. Wow. So, wow. You're in a good place. You really are. And the Bible says, um, man's ways please the Lord. He makes even his enemies to be at peace. That's what I see. It's like there's no, nothing out there that will stick. And I don't know why that's so strong to me. But uh, Barry, why don't you bring your carcass up here a second and let me pray over you. And your wife and your son. How old, how old are you, bud? Now? How old are you now? I'm Twelve. Twelve. Okay. Yeah, you guys come up. Thank you, Jesus. How far do you guys come every Sunday? Like an hour? Or? Just an hour. It'd be a long walk, but it's a. Come on, brother. So, Lord, we just thank you. We thank you, Lord, for your mighty hand upon our brother and sister. We thank you, Lord, for their faithfulness. We thank you, Lord, for their sincerity. We thank you, Lord for uh, favor even more. And Lord, we just thank you for the changes you're bringing in their life that are adding to the kingdom, that are adding to them. I feel everything's secure about your jobs, about everything, and uh, yet there's, there's promotion coming that will, things that you can't explain will happen. And you'll be coming back and telling this testimony. I just can't explain because this, this is, doesn't happen. It can't happen, but it does happen. So, Lord, we thank you for these promotions, these favors you're giving them. And, Lord, that you will just uh, keep them on the path. And I see, I see you like with megaphones. The, 
what the Holy Spirit has done in you is going to get broadcast to more people. There are a lot of seeds out there you've sown, and it seems like a lot of it fell on deaf ears, but there is a, an extreme change because I see the wind blowing, and the wind of the Spirit is going to blow in harvest, and there's going to be results. These next four years are going to be filled with more results than you can count. I just see... I just see this abundance of harvest and things going on that the Holy Spirit has orchestrated. Hallelujah. And Lord, I thank you for my little brother. I thank you, Lord, for him. And I just thank you, God, that your hand is on him. And I just see you being made strong, not only strong physically, but strong spiritually. And Lord, you know what I see? I see my brother having a walk with you that is untarnished, unblemished. And, you, you know, you, it, it's probably hard for you to comprehend this, but this is what I feel the Lord saying, you're on my mind a lot. You're on His mind a lot. And so, Lord, we thank You. We thank You, we thank You. I know that this young man is going to be involved in the harvest of, of, in the kingdom. And, you know, it's not something hard because God says, I'm... You just yoke up with me, for my yoke is easy, and it's not a hard thing. So, Lord, make him a blessing. I feel like God's brought my brother through a lot of struggles. What's your first name again? Matthew. Matthew. I just feel that way, that God has brought you through a lot of struggles and to bring you to himself, and uh, he's bragging on himself. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So you guys be blessed. Hallelujah. I don't know what that is about the four years, but it's just like they're very significant these next four years. And wow, wow, wow. Jonathan, why don't you bring your family up here? Oh, you got a sleeping one there. But yeah, she's, she'll be all right. She's woke up out of a cold nap, man. That's just... Thank you, Lord. And how old are you? Eight and five. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, you have three children and your oldest is Jonathan. Is that right? So. <laughs> First name again is? Kimberly. Kimberly. So, Lord, we just thank you for this family. We thank you for them. We thank you, Lord, that you know, I, I just feel God is so pleased with your hearts. Your, your heart is toward Him. You've made room in your hearts for God. And because you have, God is going to send things your way. And He's going to send things across your path that are not a coincidence, they're not by accident, but they're deliberately, intentionally sent by the Lord. And Lord, we just thank You it's just like whatever you two agree on, whatever you're needing, the Lord's going to lead you to it. The Lord will, will, will he, he'll just, he'll be pleased, delighted to do it and give you what you desire. It's not going to happen on one level. It's going to happen on many levels. And so, Lord, we thank you. Jonathan, I see the, uh, the, the spirit of revelation, the spirit of understanding, the the grasping of 
truths. And there, there's times when you, I, I just see you just like full of words, just full of words telling people. But the Holy Spirit is saying these words are going to stick to ears and they're going to enter people and they're going to change their lives forever. There's an enhancing on both of you. There's an enhancing of the grace of God and the way He uses you and the way He puts things together, the way He fulfills His Word. And you're going to feel more on your shoulders, but it's not going to be a heavy thing. It's going to be an exciting thing. It's going to be an adventure thing. And again, because you've sold your hearts to go do it God's way, God's going to honor you. He's going to fulfill you, and He's going to guide you into everything. I, again, I see you praying about things, and the Lord's on board with you. He'll say, okay, let me help you. Let me help you. Need a car? Let me help you. Need a house? Let me help you. You need a situation change? I'll help you. And He'll do it all. Yes, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God bless you guys. Wow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Wendy, do you live in Tuscaloosa? Yeah, come up here a second. You know, as I grew up, I was in Nebraska, but I would always hear about, they would always say this, why did the elephant go to the dentist? Because his tusk was loose. And, and, but, but, isn't that terrible? That's just sad, just sad, sad, sad. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Lord, we thank you for Wendy. We thank you, Lord, for her life. We thank you, Lord, that she is a light. Oh, man, do I see that. That's what the Lord calls you. You're a light. Lord, she's a good reflector of the sun. God, we thank you, God. I see the Lord putting words in your mouth. I see the Lord formulating words in your mouth. And you've got a real prophetic gift. And it's gonna, it, it's gonna, God's going to just use you in that more and more. It's going to come easy. So easy, many times you'll think, well, I'm just making this up. But the words, the prophetic words are going to flow. You're going to speak to mountains and they're going to dissolve. You're going to speak to situations and they're going to change. And this year, this coming year, there's going to be three desires of your heart given that are beyond your wildest expectation. And there you watch, they're going to come to pass three specific heart desires that are going to be fulfilled and Lord, we thank you for this year. She's going to have 20-20 vision, you know. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Little humor there. But thank you, Lord, for the 2020, that it's going to be a year of you fulfilling these things in her life. And I see you treading on serpents and scorpions. I see you, like, stomping on things that are... Uh, and I feel like the Lord is pleased because you've recognized what is the enemy and what is the difference that, that many times the enemy has to be spoken to, he has to be defeated. And the Lord loves that he's put that authority in you. And you, I, I don't know anything about your life, but you're getting ready to be gratified. Not just one heart's desire, but three heart's desires. So get ready. Thanks. That's from the Lord. That is from the Lord. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Wow. You've had to step on serpents. Man, do I see that. Scorpions. You know what Jesus asked? And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Hallelujah. Well, brother, come, come up here. Let me pray with you. I saw a 
sale on shaving cream. I don't know where that was. But, um, but first name is Justin. Justin. Lord, we thank you for Justin. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for his heart for you. We thank you, Lord. Well, I'll tell you, Justin, never doubt that the Lord has his arms around you. He does. He has his arms around you. He, you are encompassed not only by that, but with like these angels that are just there. God's with you. He has angels assigned to you. And Lord, we just thank you for Justin. We thank you, Lord, for his life that has significance. And I feel that, Justin. I feel the Lord saying that. Your life is significant. You've been in training. The Holy Spirit is training you. You've been taught, and, and you've been in the house of God being taught because the Lord has a bigger purpose in mind. And I want to tell you what I see. I see this purpose starting to unfold. And God's going to literally make you deaf to other voices, to other lies of the enemy, and you will not hear them. The only thing you're going to hear is the gentle voice of the Holy Spirit. You're going to feel good about yourself. You're going to feel good about who you are and where you're at. And you're going to feel secure. And you're going to feel that awareness, that knowing, that assurance. I'm in the will of God. I'm in the center of the will of God. Seems like you have trouble sleeping. Is that true? You're okay sleeping? I okay. sleep like a rock. Good. I thought I saw you sleeping back there. But, <laughs> but uh, no, no, just kidding. But, but Lord, just give him peace. Give him peace. Give him peace. Peace, peace, peace. The Lord, he'll be at peace 100% of the time. In Jesus' name. God Amen. bless you. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. So, Annette, come on up here. And, um, is it Joe? Joey. And your wife's Pam. You guys come up here, too. We just pray over you. It's, a, it's one thing about it. You know, I'm not impressed with big crowds because I love hungry people. And uh, sometimes, you know, you can be in a big crowd and nobody's hungry. And it's the most frustrating thing. And God loves hungry people. So, Lord, we thank you today for Annette. We thank you, Lord, for your hand upon her. We thank you, Lord, for you flowing through her. Because, Annette, I see the Holy Spirit like the purest, clearest water flowing through you. He's in you. And He uses you more than you realize. You've made a pathway for others more than you realize. And <laughs> this is funny because I hear this. Get ready for exciting news. That's what I hear. So Lord, we thank you for the exciting news. Not just news, but the exciting news that is, is coming to Annette. We just thank you, Lord. And I feel like the Lord's saying He loves your posture. You've postured yourself to receive. You've postured yourself to, to be in, available to the Lord. And He loves that. But I'm seeing this big puzzle. And this, this pieces are fitting together. Things are culminating, culminating in your life. Things are beginning to fit. And you're being recharged. And you're being encouraged. And even in the next several days... The Holy Spirit's going to be speaking in your ear. Even when you lay down to sleep, He's going to be speaking to you. And the design He has for your life is going to begin to unfold and, and, and just be disclosed to you. And God's going to take complicated things and make them easy. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, that's great. Amen. That's great. You know, speaking of puzzles, i got to work on my sense of humor. But I, this guy said, 
he put this puzzle together in six months. But on the box, it said two to four years. So, uh, <laughs> oh, man. Thank you, Jesus. God help us. God deliver me. Joy and what first name is Pamela. that? I've known you for 20 years, but, I, but Lord, we thank you for Joy and Pamela. We thank you, Lord, for the fresh move of your Holy Spirit on their lives. And Lord, that you, it's like God leads you, but he's also behind you. He's like, he, you know, uh, Samuel said that it said none of his words fell to the ground. And I just see no losses, no disappointments, no interruptions of the peace of God yes. and the, the relationship with God that you have with God, both of you. And, you know, it's funny because I see you both so teachable and so aware and so pliable. And that's God loves, loves, loves that, that you're, you're available to him. And... Both of you are getting a new song from the Lord. Mm. I see you just, you can't help it but sing. Even though you may not have a singing voice, you can't help it. Because that, that song of the Lord is in you. And you, you're just going to um, be singing that, that victory. And uh, there's going to be, uh, during this next year, uh, I see like a little conflict, but yet it's going to be short-lived because the Lord is in you and He's already been ahead of you and it's, it's, just, it's going to be just kicked out of the way like a rock on the road. But it, you're not to worry about it because God's already gone ahead of you. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. And so, Lord, we thank you. I see your pockets full. Mm. I hope they're good tithers, but I, I just see your <clears throat> pockets full. It's just like God's getting ready to fill your pockets more. Just fill your pockets. So, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for that. We thank you for that abundance. We thank you for that increase. And believe me, you guys are protected by the Lord. You're protected. So we thank you, Holy Spirit, for that. You're committed to them, just like they're committed to you. Man, I'm getting such a witness of that. You're committed to God, but God's committed to you. Hallelujah. You're, in a, you're safe. That's what I hear. You're safe. Safe, safe, safe. You guys be blessed. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? Whew. Thank you, Lord. So, it's fun. It's not even 12 o'clock. So, I just, I'm very excited about what the Holy Spirit said through my friend that uh, about the prosperity coming, about oil and wine coming, and about you haven't seen the best yet. It's happening. God's going to make like a pathway in this town for more influence. I can't. It's like you're reaching. An, you're reaching a, uh, a you know. Like a nation, like every type of people is a nation, but it's like there's a, there's a nation in here in Tuscaloosa that is going to be reached because of your ministry. I know that's true. I know that's true. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that was my introduction. Now, <clears throat> uh, but, but uh, don't you appreciate the Lord? I pray you get this today because it's really been real to me that the Holy Spirit is 
always creating opportunities for us to receive. And I receive. <laughs> you know, that's it. Just why does God have us raise our hands? Because I receive. I receive, I receive, I want to receive. To me, it's 24-7, it's every day, several times a day, where God's downloading to you. Hallelujah. Everything good, everything's good in your health, right? That's awesome. And your, yours good, yeah. I don't feel anything bad, I just meant to make sure, because we'll pray. Let's just pray for Eric right now, the Eric West that uh, he's got some health problems. So, Lord, we just agree. We agree, we agree in Jesus' name. We Lord, we just, right now, we send your word to our dear brother Eric. Yes, we do. That, Lord, this thing is cursed. This thing is broken. This thing is yes. this, this lie of the enemy. Lord, it's your will that Eric enjoys good health and good strength. In Jesus' name, we give you praise for it. We give you praise for it. We give you praise. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Finances are getting ready to increase here. Yes, they are. So, I think we're done here. So, we'll uh, gonna have Pastor come and he's going to do a solo and then we're going to be free to go. All right. They'll run it. <laughs> <laughs>